podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the video view. It's time for a match preview for Villa's game at home to Newcastle on Monday night. Max, good to have you on again. How are you, mate? I'm really good. How are you? Yeah, well, I've got, got some problems in my life at the moment, Max, as, as you've probably seen on social media, but I'm trying to navigate my, my way through them. I'm, I'm looking forward to just being at Villa Park and forgetting about the other stuff going on, to be fair. Yeah, it's not great, is it, mate? But back at Villa on Monday, it's been a while, isn't it? When was it? When was, what was the last home game? Liverpool. Liverpool. Feels like ages ago, that does. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we did the preview for Wolves, didn't, didn't we, together? We, we, we'll probably try not to talk about that game too much, but... There's obviously mitigating circumstances to it, so we've ended up losing three three on the spin. Newcastle have won two on the spin all, all of a sudden, and, and they're looking like a little bit of a form team in the Premier League now. And it's a must-win game, isn't it? It is. I think it was a bit of a funny one with Newcastle because when Bruce came in, I don't think Newcastle fans were particularly happy. And you can kind of bring that back to Rafa Benitez. If you're going from Benitez to Bruce, it's not. It's not the on paper. It's not the most brilliant sort of swap, but. No. To be, you've got to be fair to him. He's done well in the last few games. Going to West Ham and getting a good result. Uh, I can't. Uh, they beat Man United, beat Tottenham away as well. That's not yeah. easy. Fair play to Bruce. He's got them playing some some decent football, and you know it, it's it's a big game because you've got to be beating the teams around you. And Newcastle at the end of the season, they probably most likely will be around us. So it's a big one, especially at home as well. You've got to be looking at three points. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, like you say, Bruce, obviously not the most popular appointment. He's, he's replaced someone who the fans absolute, absolutely loved. Kind of the reverse of what we did because our fans were growing a bit tired of Bruce and we've ended up with a manager that, that everyone loved, particularly the, the second half of last season. So it's it's different situations. But like you say, they've, they've got some, some good results. They've got a bit of momentum now, which is important. Whereas we, I think we had that before this three-game run. We had maybe a little bit of momentum and now we, we don't have it. So... They're quite solid at the back as well, and we we're not we've scored a fair amount of goals, but we've spoke about it before. Up front, it doesn't look quite there still, and they're, they're the one thing they're good at is that they're pretty solid defensively, aside from getting dumped five by by Leicester. What what have you made of, of of Newcastle in general under Bruce? Because three at the back was something we didn't really see at Villa, was it? But it seems to be working for Bruce now at Newcastle. Yeah, I think his centre half so chipping in with especially a few goals, which is a yeah. bit of a funny one. I think they, a lot of set pieces uh, they've scored from. I think four of the last five or some ridiculous stat like that have been set pieces. So you know he, he likes the centre half. You know, like you like you said, they're playing three at the back now, and he, he's. I, I did a little bit of research on Newcastle. They've brought their full backs into the game a lot more recently, like Yedlin on the left and Willems on the on the sorry yeah. Yedlin on the right, Willems on the left. They've got them more involved. I think Yedlin scored in their last game, so yeah, they've got together. more involved. Yeah, exactly. So there'll be a threat on the counter getting down the wings as well. And like you said, um, us going forward isn't isn't brilliant at the moment. Hopefully Wesley, hopefully Wesley uh, getting that boost from going away to uh, Brazil. That'll give him a little bit of a boost going into uh, into Monday night. But going forward as well, they've got a lot of pace, which worries me a little bit. I know um, Saint Maximin and Almiron haven't been fantastic this season in terms of goals and Joel Linton as well. But I think I was watching the West Ham highlights uh, just in preparation for this and. Said Maximin found himself through on goal at least three times. Yeah, did. I know he didn't finish them, but that pace, whatever happens, it, it is scary when they're running at you as well. So it's going to be an interesting one in terms of you know tactically, but yeah, it's going to be a bit of an interesting one. I tell you what concerns me: the three, the front three that you that you just named. I think they've got one goal between them 
for Newcastle since they've since they've since they've all been there. I think Almiron hasn't even scored for Newcastle yet, and he's been there nearly nearly a year now. So those three, I think Joel Linton at Spurs is the, is the only goal, if my memory serves me correctly. That always, to me, feels dodgy when someone's rocking up to Villa Park and they haven't scored. You know, you can almost bank on Almiron getting his first goal against Villa, can't you? Yeah, probably. I think. I don't know if this is a sensible comparison, but St. Maximum as well, as well as Almiron, sort of reminds me of Adama Traore when he was at Villa in terms yeah. of they're very fast. I just don't see that end product is there. And now I've said that, you know that either of them front three are going to back a goal, like you said. So it is a funny one. Um, I think it will click eventually with them. You know, they're good players, they're quick, they're yeah. strong, but Joel Linton was £40 million as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and pe people are getting on Wesley's back a lot. Um, and I think Newcastle fans are probably doing the same with Joel Linton, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs on Monday night. I think with Joel Linton, I think he played in Germany more as a wide player, yet he's been bought as an orthodox number nine, like the big hitter up front, up front for Newcastle. So he's perhaps suffering from having to lead the line, which isn't really something I think he did much last season. I'm sure he played played more from the wing, but you expect, well, I mean, we expect goals from Wesley at 22 million, so you playing spending 40 million on a number nine, you definitely expect goals, don't you? He's a big lad as well, isn't he? Yeah. Am I getting that right? He's a big, yeah, yeah, he's a big, big unit. So, I think that that would suit Bruce if you look it on paper. So, you know, it, it'll come eventually for him. I think like Wesley as well. I just think he needs time, and the players around him as well aren't firing for him. So, I don't think that'll help. But you know, I think it will come eventually for him. I'm sure, sure about that. They're quite a workman-like side, really. I mean, the front three are supposed to be the, the flair players, but the midfield, for want of a better word, is pretty ordinary. They got the, the Longstaff brothers in there now obviously give a, give a bit of vibrancy and, and a bit of youth but there's, there's not much creativity in the middle of the park whereas if you look at us in the middle of the park obviously we've got an international superstar McGinn scored a hat-trick on the international break hopefully he can carry that form forward but the, the big one is although he'll probably be playing from the left is that Jack's back yeah, absolutely massive. I think I've said it quite a lot in uh, games this season. I think the midfield is where we can beat sides. I don't think, uh, obviously, Newcastle don't have a lot of pace in that midfield. I think the creativity of Jack being back, he's going to be wanting to get far in once again. He was banging form before he got that injury at Man City. Um, again, like you said, he was he was firing, banging form on international breaks, scored a couple of goals. So he's he's banging form again. So on paper, I think we've got got the upper hand on the midfield. I just, I just don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? You know, they're tough hitters, the um, the Newcastle midfield. So it's, it's going to be a tough one. But like you said, Jack's back. That's absolutely massive. You know, under the lights as well. He's going to be wanting to get us firing. So absolutely buzzing, buzzing that he's back. What what, what do you think we'll do team-wise? Do you think Jack will come back in on the left? Or do you think he'll be in the middle, maybe? I don't see why you'd change it. I think I'd keep him on the left. Um, I, this is a funny one because someone came up to me at Wolves at half-time and said what do you think about Douglas Louise? Because, you know, I, I don't really know what he is at the moment. I know he, against the Wolves in the Cup, I know it's against, you know, a load of kids, but he just looked like he controlled the play. He was spraying balls all over the t all over the place. But then at Man City, he looked like a more box-to-box -box player. Whereas against Wolves in the Cup, like I said, he just sort of, kind of just sat there. So I think for me, I'd probably take Douglas, Douglas Louise out because he didn't look great against Wolves. I know nobody did really, but oh, he just... He, he was really poor. He found himself out on the left-hand side as well, which is a bit of a funny one at times against Wolves. So I'd put Connor back in 100% like you. I absolutely love yeah. him. Um, I just think 
why break up that McGinn, Horahan and Grealish uh, midfield as well? Um, so, yeah, I, I would play him on the left. I think getting close to Wesley as well, that's always going to help. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd do. Because I've spoke about it a little bit in the podcast. It'd be interesting to get to get your thoughts. So when he, when he replaced Connor with, with Louise for the Liverpool and Man City games, I, th- I think it was, I thought, fine, OK, I get that. He's obviously going to tweak the system a little bit and play with two sitters because I think Louise's best position is, is sitting. I don't see him as that box-to-box player at all. That isn't what we did. Louise came in for Connor and we're basically asking him to play the same role. And okay, I think he's got a bit of a shot on him, Louise. Obviously, he scored a couple of great goals for us. But I don't see him as an attacking player. I think he's a a deep lying player. And I thought he was, I mean, as we say, they were all bad, but I thought he was arguably the worst of the bunch against Wolves. And I'm obviously a big advocate of Connor as well. I I like to see him, him in midfield. But I think Louise's best position is when the camber's playing. But I think we need what Nakamba does there more than we need what Louise does, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Especially, you look on paper, Newcastle at home. You, you got you can't really use that two sitting midfielders, Nakamba and Louise. I, I just don't think you can afford to do that. I think if you play Horahan, him getting forward as well as McGinn and Jack and whoever plays on the wing opposite Jack, I think that's what we need to do. We know we need to go and take the game to Newcastle. It's a game we need to win. We are seventeenth. I know we're three points above the bottom three, but we need to be beating sides like Newcastle at home. Yeah. And I think if you if you play Horahan in there, he's more likely to either score or assist because every time he seems to start he just he just scores goals that's what he does I don't understand the stick that he gets ever I don't get it he's a creative player he scores goals that's his job and obviously the set piece thing that we miss when he's not playing so I, I would take Douglas Louise out maybe bring him on if we are two goals up if that does happen I'm not too sure but I know Nakamba wasn't brilliant against Wolves as well but no, I don't I, I just I just think you've got to put Horahan back in there yeah, I mean, I agree, especially for a game like this at home against a team that's going to be around you, as you've, as you've said earlier. I think you want your players that have got, got the end product and the people that are more likely to score. So for me, that, that gets him in the team. Which winger would you drop? Uh, tough one. I think uh, neither of Trezeguet or Elgazi were fantastic against Wolves, but Trezeguet getting the goal, he just, uh, in the first half he was poor, Elgazi was really poor. I think there was a, a time in the first half against Wolves where Elgazi did really well and just booted it into the South Bank. That just kind of summed up his day. And I've, I've talked about it a lot. I just think Elgazi's a little bit too inkis- inconsistent for me. A couple of weeks he'll give you a 2 out of 10, and then one week he'll give you a 7 or an 8 out of 10. And we can't afford to do that. I, I'd probably stick with Trezeguet. He scored against Liverpool, he scored against yeah. Wolves, although it was a bit of a funny goal. But at the end of the day that will still get his confidence you know boosted and I just think he offered a little bit more in that second half against Wolves so I'd probably stick with him he's going to be confident um, going away in the international break as well he's going to be bang up for it coming back um, to Villa so I'd probably stick with Trezeguet what would you do? I think the same I think I mean it's my buzzword at the moment I say it on every video that I do no matter what I'm talking about but I just think momentum and I think Trezeguet like you say scored two in two games, I think he's got got that momentum. He's got he's got that confidence. I think I think both him and Al Ghazi are, are quite inconsistent. I think that's just the nature of, of wide players and players of, of their ilk. But the two goals in two games, that I think Trezeguet for me. And I think on the other side, if you've got Jack on the left, I think Jack Connor and Target were starting to build up a bit of a, of a relationship. Don't like playing nice triangles down that side, and I, I want to see that. And I feel, I feel like Trezeguet and Gilbert have perhaps. Can, can get something going together down that side as well. So it's all about making those relationships, making those partnerships, those trios. And I think we, I think we should win. I still, despite the fact they've won two games in a row, Newcastle. I think we've we've got the better side. I think we've got the more da- the more dangerous players. So I think it's a game we should be winning. 
Yeah, I think we'll be bang up for it as well. I think the, the only positive I can saute from Wolves is that there'll be a reaction. Yeah, yeah. Dean Smith it hasn't hid, hidden from the fact that he gave them a bollock in at half-time, at full-time as well. He wasn't going to mess about. And the players will be bang up for it now. I think under the lights as well. It's a massive cliche, I know, under the lights. But we're going to be up for it. Hopefully the atmosphere is going to be absolutely rocking. I don't see why we can't get a result. Um, there's going to be a reaction. Hopefully the players can just step up. And like you said, it is a game we need to be winning. It's a game on paper we should be winning as well. So it's going to be a tough one. But... I am a little bit confident, which does worry me a little bit, but there you go. Because we've got not the best run coming up of games again. I mean, I know all games are hard, but three not ideal fixtures following this, so you need to be taking three points. True. I think Man United away, if we were playing them earlier on in the season, I would have been confident. But, you know, when we go to Man United, they'll probably turn up and beat us in the last minute. Chelsea um, away yeah. as well. Not easy at all. The, the, the return of Tammy Abraham. Leicester after that, not easy. And then Sheffield United. So it's not going to get any easier no, after that... this game. But, you know, it, which is why we need to pick up the points, just to get further away from that relegation zone, which is a little bit too close uh, for my liking. Yeah, that is a horrid, horrid run of games. I've not even taken into account Sheffield, Sheffield United. Yeah. After that, Chelsea are banging, banging for Manu. Look like they picked up a little bit. Leicester are flying. Yeah, that is not an ideal run of fixtures at all. You talked about the return of Tammy Abraham. We've got to talk about the elephant in the room. I'm surprised it's taken us this long to get there. To be honest, the return of Steve Bruce. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I'm of the opinion of just booing him and stuff like that is exactly what one. It's exactly what he wants. Two, I don't think it, it paints Villa in a, in a great light or the Villa fan base in a great light. I think that just gives him the ammo. And post-match, the last thing I want is Steve Bruce talking about the dog's abuse that he's been given and the fact that they've come to us and won. I, I, it fuels the fire. For me, polite round of applause. Thank him for what he did and move on. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest. I, I don't really care about Steve Bruce coming back. Obviously, it's a talking point. That's probably why it's on Sky Sports because of the whole return of Steve Bruce thing. Yeah, but... possibly. I just I just don't really care. At the end of the day, I'm just focused on Aston Villa and hopefully us getting the three points. I know, I, I in terms of Steve Bruce overall, I'm not too bothered. You know, he came in when we were you know lower ends of the Championship and he sorted us out. He took us to a playoff final and we were you know 90 minutes away from returning to the Premier League. It's probably a blessing in disguise that we didn't get promoted because of yeah. the whole behind the scenes thing. But at the end of the day, he did a good job. It was just that final stage that he fell at, and then it all went a little bit sour after that. So I'm not really too bothered. You know, I, I don't think booing him is going to help anyone. Like you said, if anything, that's just going to spur him on. Um, I think, you know, we just got to get on with the job, get behind the boys, and hopefully we can just get the three points. I'd forgotten about, about this as well. It's just popped into my head. A bit of, bit of beef with Villa and Newcastle over the last five years or so. Well, probably over the last, de yeah. over the last decade, actually, really. Yeah, it's, do you think that's still funny, there? Can that still be uh, there? Possibly. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think. I think it's clutching at straws a little bit. The whole thing, just because we send them down. But no, I don't think there's anything there at all. Now, some fans will probably get behind it, but I, it doesn't mean anything to me at all. No. We'll finish with predictions. Hit me with your prediction, Max. I don't know. I've been thinking about this. Either one-one or two-one, Philly. If I'm being sensible, I think I'd go with two-one, but. The old cliche under the lights. Hopefully, the atmosphere will be really good. You know, you know what? Let's be confident. Two-one Villa. McGinn to score because he always does. Wesley to bag as well. Oh, I like it. I'm going to go two-nil. I'm going to go with an Everton. I'm going to go with the Everton vibe. Remember the, Ever the mm. night against Everton, the Friday night. What a night! I'm yeah. going to go with a vibe like that. Hopefully, I, I feel like that's very overconfident, but that that's what I'm leaning towards. That's what I'm going to go with. Hope so, mate. Anything to get the three points. That's the main thing. Exactly.
Thanks ever so much to Max for joining us for the match preview. Again, if you want to subscribe to his channel, I'm sure you know who it is, Villa on Tour. They don't really need the subscribers, but as he's helped us out with the preview, I feel like I have to plug him. More importantly, subscribe to the Villa View with your post notifications on and comment below with your predictions ahead of the Newcastle game. We'll be there for fan cams on Monday night as well, so make sure you're coming and saying hello to us after the game and hopefully we'll be talking about a three points to the Villa boys. That would be absolutely massive. Stick with the channel, stick with the Villa of the Villa. Of the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.